0: This is Carl, this is Mark,
1: and this is Sarah,
0: and this is Retrograding. This is Retrograding, the show where three 90s kids give adult looks to our favorite childhood films. This month, we are taking a look back at Alice in Wonderland, a 1985 CBS TV special, because Mark wanted to do this.
1: <laughs> you have to be um, specific.
0: Yes.
2: Well, There's no Johnny Depp, uh, but there are plenty of other random big names in it. So,
0: Yeah. What's the possibility that any of our listeners have seen this movie? <laughs> Zero. But good news for all of them. It is a two part TV movie that is available on YouTube. You can watch it right now for free.
1: It wasn't the one I watched with the child. My the one I watched with the child was a miniseries from the nineties. Yeah, oh, it there's
0: also that a nineteen seventies one.
1: The one with uh, Tina What's Her Face from uh, uh, Veronica yes, Mars. Believe it, or n-
0: believe it or not, the name is Tina What's Her Face?
1: From Veronica <laughs> Mars and um
0: Oh, you mean uh, Kristen Bell.
1: Napoleon Dynamite.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Anyway, uh, so Mark, you're going to start us off with a 60-second synopsis. I do not have a timer, uh, so somebody else can get that for you, because my phone is not at hand.
1: And by someone else, you mean the only other person.
0: Hey, Mark could set a timer on his own phone I if could, he wanted to. And then I'll set it for like
2: three minutes, and you will never know.
1: <laughs> I think we would know. Ready? No. Go! Go!
2: <clears throat> When Alice falls down a rabbit hole, she wants to cry like a child, but after getting a hold of herself, she explores the new land she has discovered. The first creatures she meets are too immature, so she wanders into the forest and finds the white rabbit that began her journey. While searching the rabbit's house for his gloves and fan, Alice decides to drink random liquid, which causes her to grow too large to leave the house. The rabbit and his friends become scared and attack her with rocks, but she shrinks to normal size again and runs into the woods where she meets a caterpillar when the caterpillar disappears in a cloud of smoke alice continues her journey and finds herself in the house of the duchess her cook and a baby alice takes the child but when she gets back in the forest it turns into a pig and runs away the cheshire cat appears and sends her to the march hare mad hatter and dormouse upset by their rudeness alice leaves them and ends up in the courtyard of the queen of hearts After a short interlude where Alice meets the griffin and mock turtle, she is called back to the courtyard for a trial. During the trial, Alice argues with the queen and grows a mile high. When the queen orders her cards to attack, Alice runs away but trips, and when she looks up, she sees she has returned to her normal size and is now back home. But her family is on the wrong side of the mirror
0: and can't hear her. She sits down to read a book and the Jabberwocky appears.
2: To be continued!
0: Alrighty, that was a very good synopsis. And if that sounded like nonsense, it's because it, it is. is. Uh, so, just going to say this right up top so that all our listeners are aware, Sarah has not watched the film. <laughs> uh, we are we're have her here for two reasons. One, we're pretty fond of her. And two, she has read the book of Alice in Wonderland, which this is a very faithful adaptation yes. of.
1: I've read the book probably between five and ten times. Both books.
0: You know the story very well. This movie is not going to have any surprises for you, except for the musical interludes. (laughs) That's right. This is a musical. You know, and I almost... Do uh, they sing
1: the poems, or do they just sing?
0: Yes. We can get into that. Uh, In certain cases, they will sing the poem. For instance, the caterpillar uh, sings the, the poem about the old man that I think Alice... In the book, Alice couldn't remember, and so he recited it for her. Uh, your old
1: father something so you stand on your head that
0: one that one they also add in songs for random characters like sarah you'd be familiar as the mouse alice meets in the river of tears she creates who wants to tell her all the reasons (laughs) he doesn't like dogs and cats he gets a song in this oh is it a is it a good song no no not (laughs) at all
1: when they're uh, I, throwing I, rocks, I, does Bill the Lizard show up? I
0: feel like that yes. one
2: was the worst song of the whole thing. And to start off, that as that being the first
0: song makes it really hard for anyone to get engaged. But though, before we get into things, let me say the thing that takes us into the other section, which is, um, <laughs> let's go into long form things we saw in the <laughs> children. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I wanted to do the other one, which was, guys, I learned something today, but (laughs) we're not there yet. So for the the synopsis, I almost just said, well,
2: everybody knows this story already, but I think a lot of people are going to look back at it as, like, the animated Disney, Alice in Wonderland, which is, I mean, it follows kind of the
0: same story, but it's definitely different. And that's what I did. The reason that I read this story over again is... I thought on first viewing of this TV special that this was a bastardization of Carol's work where I felt like none of the scenes made sense there was no real story she went from person to person but like the the dialogue in this isn't great and there isn't a whole lot of wordplay like when she's talking to the cat I felt like oh this conversation's very flat they're just using This character that we know from Carol's work, they're putting a famous actor at the time, I didn't know who he was, in that role. You don't know Kojak?
1: Kojak!
0: (laughs) And so they're trying to make us interested based on who's playing the character instead of making an interesting character. But I decided, well, I haven't seen Alice in Wonderland, the Disney version, in a long time. I haven't read the work since college, I'll go back and read it, and found, oh, this follows the story almost picture perfectly. There's a few scenes in this that aren't in that story, which we can get into. The songs aren't in that story, obviously. But for the most part, this is a very faithful adaptation.
2: Although I imagine that in the story, they are actually animals. She's talking to not animals with
0: human faces. (laughs) They are just normal animals, yes. Yes, let's... Get into the costumes for this because they are wild and bad.
1: Looking at some pictures, it kind of reminds me of the it the eight, 70s or 80s, that BBC version of Narnia, that some of the costumes are a little questionable because it was a TV miniseries and so didn't have the biggest budget, but they were having to do fantastical costumes and you're like, ooh, Although that, some of these know, animals. Yeah. And
2: I would have thought that about this one, but the big names that they had in this they must have had some kind of budget or else it was like a
0: charity event or something because it might have been charity event that might have been they were attracted to it because it's a very famous story it also just might have been that cbs had like they could get them to do this because they were Either paying them a lot of money or promised them other work in their network. They may be an on contract or something too, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that too. There's a lot of big names in this, which we can get into, but You're I not do kidding. wanna kidding I wanna talk about the costumes <laughs> because all of them look like they went to a Halloween store and got those onesie costumes. <laughs> Uh, and then painted up their face. Yep.
1: Oh, so kind of like us in our version of The Jungle Book.
0: Yeah, very much so. It's a struggle when you're trying to adapt a fantastical story to real life, especially in the 80s when effects aren't that great. Yeah, this movie came out the same year as Back to the Future. <laughs> and- yes, but Universal Pictures had a lot more budget yes. to spend on effects. And even in Back to the Future, there aren't that many effects. There's, like, the lightning on the tires, maybe the lightning, or no, the flames of the tires, the lightning on the the power line. But, like, for the most part, it's just a bunch of flashy lights. And in this, for the most part, it's just costumes of real human beings instead of elaborate costumes like a Jim Henson production might have. And painted up faces... So that you can see the actors who are playing them because they're famous people. Although some of
2: them you couldn't even tell who
0: they were.
1: Literally everyone in this is, like, super famous. Right? <laughs>
2: so Yes.
0: So it's, it's wild that they got all these people together and then made something that didn't really highlight... Like, the story in any way. Now, obviously, the branches. first time I saw this, I
2: don't even know how old I was, but I think we taped it off of TV and just had it on VHS somewhere in our house, and I wouldn't have known who any of these people were when I was five years old, but um I guess technically the movie came out when I was two, <laughs> Some
1: De- of these people depending I what month known. it was.
2: Uh You two probably were not even born, of course. So, I just but, was wasn't.
0: I was three years away from getting born. Yeah, uh, so I don't even was, know... I wasn't even a twinkle in my father's eye at the time. I don't time. even
2: know how old I was I when phrase. I first saw it, but I sure wouldn't have known who any of the people were. So when I suggested it for this, I started looking at it again, and I was like, I know all of these
0: names. Why are you these people in this who, terrible thing? <laughs> so. You wouldn't have known
1: who John Stamos was?
0: Well, uh John Stamos isn't in the first part, which oh, okay. is the one we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, we can talk up, about the, the other one, but that wasn't anyway, technically what we, we got can, into. we can get into the names. The, the final thing I wanted to tell about the costumes is that you have, in Alice in Wonderland, you're supposed to have animals of all different shapes and sizes. And then she meets, like, uh, card people, which are just supposed to be the representations of playing cards. And throughout the story, she's supposed to meet a lot of different people and see a lot of different things. But so the costumes are so similar in this. You never really feel like anyone is on a different scale than Alice is. Everyone is just a full-grown, bipedal human being. Uh, and you never really get the sense that these are wild creatures. Because they don't have crazy body types. They all look like adult humans. Mm-hmm. No. I will say the one exception is the caterpillar because the costume is built into the caterpillar sitting on a mushroom, and the upper half is his body, and then his legs go into the mushroom. Until he suddenly poofs
2: into a person. Oh,
0: (laughs) we need to talk about that scene. Uh, And Sarah, you will be amazed to find out what happens. Oh boy, (laughs) it's crazy. But that's all I wanted to say on the costumes. Let's get into who's in this movie.
1: Tally Savalas. Who is? Well, Kojak, but also at that age, I would have known him from the scariest episode of the Twilight Zone.
0: All right. I didn't recognize him. What, which one was that?
1: The talking teen, uh, the talking teen.
2: <laughs> yes. I oh, had completely sure. forgotten about, it. I just knew, I knew I recognized his face. I had to go look it up and Kojak was the big one that I knew of, but I had, didn't think about Twilight Zone.
1: No, I, we've talked about episodes of Twilight Zone that are stuck with me and the creepy doll one is an episode that is always stuck talking tina
0: there was (laughs) time no no
1: (laughs) no that's just just another
0: one that has stuck with you that stuck
1: with me in a bad way the talking tina one was like i love that episode freaked me out as a child sarah
2: wants that doll so it will kill people telly savales
1: got knocked down the staircase um But yeah, at that age, that's what I would have known Telly Saval is from, was getting knocked down a staircase by a talking doll.
0: <laughs> Alright, who else is in this movie?
1: Carol Channing!
0: Oh, not until the second one.
1: Ah, oh, dang it!
0: She you plays the white going. queen, like, on the chessboard. Yep.
1: But I love Carol Channing!
0: Uh, well, okay. Carl already mentioned Sammy Davis Excuse Jr. Me
2: uh sherman hensley is the mouse at the beginning i think
0: yes he is a yes okay the one who sings the terrible song i didn't recognize him but i'm looking at the cast i didn't either until
2: until i looked at the cast list i wouldn't have
0: recognized him but known for um, the jeffersons jeffers thank you i couldn't remember that uh, also, Red Buttons is a name that I kind of recognize. I don't know. I know he, the name, but I don't know why I would know him. He the was Poseidon a famous Adventure. comedian. The Poseidon Uh, but the one I recognized the most in this was one Sammy Davis Jr., Scott Bayo. Yeah.
1: Scott ba- Donald O'Connor! And, uh, Ringo
0: Lingo Starr, Lingo. Starr is in this movie.
1: <laughs> Shelley Winters?
0: Oh, yeah. Shelly Winter. I feel like, again, like
2: what you said, some of the songs they have in here were just kind of added so certain
0: famous people could sing a song on the show because... And that's a point that I want to get to, is that this being an adaptation of a work that a lot of people were familiar with, it doesn't really add anything to the world. If anything, it diminishes what Alice in Wonderland was because that's a fantastical world put into reality and the reality this film creates is really not great. <laughs> and then the thing that they the biggest thing they added was the songs and all the songs are like super bad. It made me think that I, I know of people who don't like musicals. I know of people who love musicals. Sarah among them. But I know people who are vehemently against musicals.
1: Why do you say that? Like you're not also super into musicals?
0: <laughs> because you're way in. You're way more into musicals than I am, even. But my point being, this made me think: Oh, maybe the people who don't like musicals associate musicals with this type of musical, <laughs> yeah, where the songs don't establish character, they don't advance the plot, and they're not fun to listen to. It's almost as like... soon as they start singing. Sorry, one more point. As soon as they start singing. All I think is, okay, it's three minutes of this, I guess.
2: <laughs> I'm glad that you hated it so much, because that was why I wanted everyone to watch
1: but it. <laughs> you have people in here that are known for much better musicals, like Donald O'Connor, who played the Lori Bird? I'm not sure what that part is.
2: That was one of, th- I think he was with the mouse at the very beginning, when okay, Al- well, that would didn't sense. see it. But when Alice so, is swimming in her tears, yes. Got yes, it. when
1: they're all in the bottles. Um... And they're, well, they're, there were no any bottles, bottles
2: in this, in this one,
1: one but, but yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, but when they're, they're, they're doing the race to the shore. Uh, but Donald carr if you don't recognize, would know from Singing in the Rain, one of the greatest musicals of all time. He was the second male lead. So, like, how do you go from... That like the one of the most iconic musicals of all time too. I haven't seen it, so I'm just <laughs> going off of your stories. Just look I, at I the pictures,
2: go- and that's good enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go back this. and
1: listen to the, some of these songs. Well, and you know what?
2: And I've seen there's one of those memes going around. I think, but it, talking about Alice just shows up in this place and decides to eat and drink any random things she finds sitting around. And That's like the first thing she does after falling down the rabbit hole
0: is oh look there's a drink I better drink it something will happen (laughs) Well now hold on she drinks it because she can't fit her way through a door which is accurate to the thing Yeah, and the thing I love in both this and the original work is that she initially thinks oh This might be poison. I better check it out first and so she sniffs and somehow uses her poison sense to determine, (laughs) oh, it's probably fine. And then she drinks it, and she grows small. But when the cake appears, she doesn't do any sort of poison checking on that. She's just like, oh, it's a cake. Cakes are fine.
2: And the thing about that, she's looking down, and it just appears out of thin air. It's like not like it was sitting there. It just appeared in front of her.
1: It said, eat me. What were you going to do?
0: Well, you're right. I mean, you follow directions when you're in... But the... The thing I like about the work, and one of the adaptations this film does, which is good, is that I've seen this work compared to a drug trip before. And I think a lot of people, when they make that comparison, are thinking of the Disney version, where it's a lot of Technicolor thing, colors. Uh, I think the when the uh, caterpillar's doing his hookah, like smoke is going everywhere, and it gets all wibbly-wobbly. But Lewis Carroll's work in this adaptation, it's not a drug trip, it's just a dream. Like, when you're in a dream, things appear out of nowhere and you just accept that they're there because you don't question a dream while you're in it.
2: So that was one thing. I thought it was supposed to be a dream, kind of,
0: but but in this version, she
2: is just out in the yard and... Not even laying down or falling over... Like, like in the animated one, you see her lay down and start taking a nap, and then she wakes up when the rabbit goes by.
0: Yes, and in the original work, she's trying to read over her sister's shoulder and kind of nodding Yeah, this one,
2: she's wandering around the yard talking to the cat, and the rabbit just happens to go by. So, I don't get... I don't see the whole thing, her falling asleep in... That's what would make sense to me, but they didn't portray that very well, I guess.
1: And in the Disney version, the older sister is there too. And because they talk about what's the use of a book with no pictures.
2: Her sister was there in this one too, but...
1: And we won't get into the background of whether or not Lewis Carroll had... And question a relationship with, with the children he had a relationship and the basis of Allison.
0: From what I understand, that was a rumor, not proven... I'm good not getting into it.
1: Yes. But the thing is, this was based on a relationship he had with a family with multiple children. So okay. it is a little more, it's less trippy in the book. It is very weird, but it's based off of like, it feels very much more like when you have a little kid come up and be like, hey, do you want to hear my dream? And then just like this smattering of information of, I did this, and then in my dream was this, and then I'm flying, and then I'm this. And and so it's very disjointed but in a way that really feels like you're being told a story by a small child. Well, that's
2: the same way that makes sense how she just is with one character and suddenly she's with someone else and everybody she was with is gone. So it makes and
1: sense. And
0: I've I've had very vivid dreams like this where... Uh, I also have narcolepsy, so I have vivid dreams all the time. Oh, yay. <laughs> where, like, I'll... I'll run through an entire narrative that all makes sense while I'm in it. And then I wake up as just like, oh, yeah, none of that checks out. Like, there's so many other things I could have done. But because I was in the dream, it all made sense as it was happening.
1: As as another person with a sleep disorder, I remember my dreams every night and sometimes multiple times a night. It's real trippy. It's Yeah. I am Alice in Wonderland. I also do fall in holes and um, (laughs) get... Go very bored easily and fall asleep uh, at random times yeah. which yeah like while watching watch a movie like watching the movie i don't <laughs> okay, blame so the fine. movie i didn't get far enough into it, it I was you just know what very if
0: you tired. did blame the movie i don't think anyone would care <laughs> yeah like i said you know the story of alice in wonderland very you well you know this film mm-hmm. I, I could tell you a few things that are in this movie that aren't in the book, but for the most part, you know this because it is a super faithful adaptation.
1: I also have so much Alice in Wonderland product, books, t-shirts, purses, okay. stuffed animals, pins. Merchandise. Merchandise. Products. <laughs> merchandise. merchandise. So much of it. This product
0: my... to me, I immediately thought, is there an Alice in Wonderland hair brand? Yeah. I mean,
1: pro- I, product. I had I had lip gloss and a little compact.
0: There you go. It
1: was. It was. Were you
0: able to go through the mirror in the compact? No. No. But the lip gloss was. It's green a real tea. missed opportunity.
1: The uh the it was green tea flavored the lip gloss which made sense because was... I
0: would have hated it. <laughs> yeah. But it was. I lip... hate tea.
1: I hate tea, but it was little. It was little tea. I hate tea dogs and cats. Absolutely.
0: Yes, <laughs> that brings us right <laughs> back. <laughs> Mark, do you have anything on that song except for it being awful? No,
2: I just remember. So I um, actually watched this twice to get ready for this for some reason. And I I remember thinking the first time that it was not a great song, but, and I couldn't, you know, I was kind of half paying attention at the time because it had just started the movie, kind of. It's like within the first 10 minutes and it's the first song that they sing. And then I watched it the second time and I was like, wow, this is terrible. He's not like, like, not only the singing is bad, but his facial expressions and whatever are just kind of bland he's not really acting very much to it he's just standing in place and yelling
0: words (laughs) yeah it's like in that in that scene there is almost no choreography it's him walking around ranting and this is i think i mentioned earlier this is a song that doesn't progress the plot at all it's just about how a mouse doesn't like dogs or cats or other animals that could eat mice. I think after the song
2: is when they just start kind of acting crazy for some reason. And she's like, now I know what it means to say you're acting like animals. And she walks away. And like, I don't know if that was the point of the song is for them to go crazy. So she thinks they're so too
0: immature for her or something. But uh, And I think in the book they have, they have a race at this point. And it's a nonsense race because they... They all start at different points, and they end at different points, and basically they all just run in a circle until somebody is done. Yes. Which does sound like what they were doing, kind of, right. but they didn't explain but it again. This film doesn't explain it. Right. They get out of the river. This guy goes into his rant about why he doesn't like dogs and cats, which is in the, the narrative. However, Alice zones out while he's talking, <laughs> and so we actually never hear his rant the guys, in the book. Guys. What?
1: I was trying to find the song to listen to it to get context, and I just saw that duck makeup?
0: <laughs> oh, right. yeah.
1: He's got no bill. They just painted the bill. Yeah, on it's
0: just
2: human a big life. yellow thing around his mouth. In my notes, I have at a duck question mark. Passes by Alice? Yeah, well, one of them is definitely a mallard, because it has a green head. Then there's some other bird that's just a bunch of bright colors. I don't know what that is. So
0: many animal costumes (laughs) in this, I have no idea what animal they were going for. Later, Later in my notes, I have just underlined, What is Scott Baio? Is he? That's I couldn't he's, figure he's, it out. He's the
2: one at the cottage. He's a pig, according to the cast listing. Sure, but his he costume is like fuzzy, and his okay. name is his name is Pat, I think. Pat <laughs> the pig. And so, somebody, somebody's when they're yelling his name, I thought they kept saying cat, which makes sense because he's fuzzy and has big pointy ears. But Maybe he's in the cast boar. list he's a pig. So
1: Okay, I have to still find the song, but I just needed to mention that. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. no, you go yeah. Ahead and it,
0: listen, scrub ahead in the YouTube video, you can find it. But yeah, it's just it's three minutes of a pointless song because they wanted to give this famous actor some screen time. And I don't know uh, if he and, is known for singing. Uh, no, which is why he doesn't sing I mean, here. You know. <laughs> um, but, like, Alice doesn't even participate in this. So, in this film. There is no lead up to tell us that this is a musical until we get to this song. Like, there's no mm-hmm. overture of characters singing. No. There's no establishing song at the beginning, like her mom singing about making tea yeah. for tea time or whatever. I mean, maybe, maybe
2: there were, since it was a TV movie, there could have been ads, promos ahead
0: of time, but. Maybe. But for me, seeing this for the very first time, this is the first song. This is the first time it even establishes there's going to be music, and it's horrible. Yes. (laughs) It's a bad song, and it, like, some of the songs later are okay, but it just sets a really bad precedent. This is why musicals have overture numbers or opening numbers, is to set the tone and, like, establish this is the music genre we're in, these are the characters we're gonna be seeing. Speaking of this song, yeah, Sarah is playing it with a horrified face.
2: Yeah, the, well, and like she said, we, we've already kind of covered how the costumes are... I, you can tell they're all supposed to be some kind of animal creatures, but you can't really tell what they are, or most of them. The mouse is pretty obvious. The white rabbit the is obvious.
1: Those birds are so fat.
2: The birds are just... Even
0: the, uh, the so rabbit, fat. he... The rabbit to me was scary. Yep. Like, if I saw him as a kid, I wouldn't follow him anywhere. Like... I didn't understand why Alice seeing a full grown human-sized rabbit <laughs> decided, oh I I should figure out what he's doing.
1: To be fair, I was afraid of people in costumes as a child. I'd cry seeing Santa. Now
2: you say this now, the only I will say We have we're not there anywhere close to it. The Jabberwocky costume. <laughs> I when I was when I was little kid, I used to hide from that thing. That was the scariest
0: part of the movie for me. But
1: why is the Jabberwocky even in this?
0: It's an excellent question, Sarah. Because Jabberwocky in the original work is just in a poem. Yeah, he doesn't actually appear.
1: It, yeah, it's a poem in between. It's not in. It's not like the other poems, which are in well the, the narrative yeah. of the story. The Jabberwocky is separate. Uh, also, I don't understand why that song happens. Yes. Also, I don't understand what any of the birds are doing in the background of that song. They're just squawking
2: and running around, apparently. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: they're, so, they're all shaped like a rugby ball. <laughs> I bet you could eat them and they'd be delicious.
0: So anybody could Google the costumes. To give you reference to what I relate the white rabbit costume too, and why I found him freaky. It reminded me of the original Ronald McDonald, which is just like a fake clown, uh, with a bunch of figs all over his face. Like, I don't know how Ronald McDonald got popular because he was a horrific clown. this, Rapid costume. I mean, reminds me of a horrific. It looks like the Easter
2: clown. Bunny you would see at the mall or whatever, except not worse. Yes. Was worse also afraid of that. that. Except this worse is and all face paint.
0: Not up. even, not even the town mall. This is the discount mall. <laughs> you have to go to the bad part of town for.
1: Oh, so it's Southridge.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you got it. Uh, I don't want to do the entire plot mm-hmm. because anybody who's read Alice in Wonderland knows. What
1: Oh no, I found up. the white rabbit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is some bad makeup.
0: We can do the highlights. Uh Sarah, you asked the question whether or not the lizard shows up when Alice goes to the white rabbit's. Bill home. the
1: lizard! Yep.
0: Bill the lizard does show up, doesn't look like a lizard, except for he has a somewhat long tail. And yes, he gets kicked out of a chimney. I don't know why Alice does that. I don't eat- that's what I was gonna say.
2: She- she- she drinks something in the house when she's supposed to be getting the gloves and fan because the white rabbit asked her to find them for him. And for some reason they're just sitting on a table in his house where he could have found them himself. She drinks something at his house and starts growing too big and can't fit out the door. And then the rabbit and his friend the pig get all scared about this arm coming out the window so... They send Bill the lizard through the chimney to find out what's going on. And so when she hears that he's coming down the chimney, she decides just to stick her foot in there and kick him back out again. Like, what? why? You're be you're trying. Why? She has been friendly with every other creature she meets. And then, okay, there's somebody coming in to look at me. I better kick him in the butt.
1: (laughs) Yeah, in the Disney version, she doesn't do it on purpose.
0: She has like a
1: growth spurt right at that moment and her foot goes through the chimney.
0: And in another thing of dream logic, she's too big for the room, she wants to get smaller, and the people outside are throwing rocks at her. So in dream logic, these rocks become cakes. She eats the cakes, and she goes back to regular size.
1: Yeah, I don't think that happens in any other version I've seen. I think she finds... I'm trying to think of how it works in the other versions. Does, it, is, does she just find the extra cake in her pocket?
0: No, well... She might have... S- so I think she from, reading... some from the first yeah. cake. From reading the original work, it is just the rocks turn into cakes.
1: Is it? I think in the yes. Disney version, she finds... She had saved some in her pocket. Um, I just found Scott Baio. He does yeah. look like a member of Cats. And Bill <laughs> the Lizard looks like a um, a putty with a tail.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, oh. Puzzle a Power putty Rangers. is a good I was Yeah, he trying, looks like, I was he to looks like out a what Power Ranger was. bad guy. So we're skipping ahead to the more famous characters. I want to talk about the Caterpillar and his scene because... So much of it is the traditional thing. He tells her a lesson. Don't lose your temper. She tries to recite a poem. uh, And then, in a burst of magic, because Alice can't remember the poem, I have underlined the words. I have underlined words in my notes. Oh. My. (laughs) God. In a flash, the caterpillar is dressed like a pompous pirate, and Alice is dressed like a yodeler. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I just...
0: Their costumes no don't reason. match, and they have nothing to do with the
2: song. Uh, maybe the song took place somewhere. He, so he the
1: song. Looks like the Scarlet Pimpernel.
0: <laughs> yeah, the song, Mark. It's about an old man being questioned by a young man about why he's doing something, and the old man gives a whimsical answer. Uh, like why are you standing on your head? It's something about how do you think at your Well my age, this my is head is empty now. So the costumes I'm in my have nothing age, to do so it with the words at all. Good. Yes, exactly. And so these And the
2: two costumes don't even go with each other. Right. And they're dancing for reasons. Because Sammy Davis
0: Jr. <laughs> and I have to give the little girl credit because she is an excellent dancer, but this scene is pointless and it shouldn't be here. <laughs> uh
2: and then as soon as this song ends he's a caterpillar again and i forget didn't she she said something that made him mad at her or or yeah she remember. didn't
0: she didn't like being the size she was oh yeah uh but it's the same it's size, the size that i that am yeah yeah then sarah's Uh, mentioned this part, so we might as well talk about it. The Uh, pig baby! The pig pig baby, who's just a baby right now. Yeah, and I don't- I I did not understand this scene very much either. It doesn't make sense in this or in the original work. She just kind of shows up at a cottage and people are throwing plates. So this is the (laughs) Duchess's house. Yes! She meets the Duchess's maid, who wants to put pepper in anything. Uh, the Duchess is shaking a baby in the exact way that you shouldn't shake babies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the uh, the maid is throwing plates everywhere.
1: <laughs> but this is kind of where you get the start of introduction to the Queen.
0: Right, because an invitation is delivered. Now, this is one of the many cases in this work where Alice is just going into somebody's home. <laughs> the permission of the servants or the people that live there. And then, when they turn their back, she steals their baby
2: and runs out the door. <laughs> well, she well, was asked to watch the baby She does, course. she gets asked she, to watch the baby, so... so
1: in most of the versions, she just t- goes outside. She doesn't, like, run away. She just kind of steps outside, and then the baby turns into the pig.
2: Well, it, she decided these people
0: were not fit to take care of it, so... Yeah. I, I imagine it to be, like, at least a football field away from the home...
1: In in like the 1990s version she just like steps outside the door to get away from the plates and then the baby turns into a pig. The baby turns into a pig because of the pepper. It sneezes. Is that high? It sneezes so much and the sneezing sounds like pig noises that the baby turns into a pig.
2: That did not happen in the movie. If if
0: it did, I don't I don't remember it sneezing at all. No, the baby wasn't the baby sneezing. Doesn't sneeze? Alice, uh, it was squirming around. I think Alice was remarking on how much it was acting like a pig, and then it just became a pig.
1: In in most know. versions, the pepper is causing it. T- like the nineteen nineties version, which is the first time I saw the pepper scene actually put into a movie. It's like sneezing and making like snuffling noises. And therefore, it's obvious that it's, like, between that and, like, the crying and stuff. That makes it obvious why she's saying the baby's acting like a pig. And that's, it turns into a pig.
0: Gotcha. And I can see why this scene gets cut out of this work. It's very strange. It's because it it doesn't have any really interesting characters. I
1: like the Duchess! (laughs) She's weird.
0: The Duchess is fine, but this is a scene about her her maid throwing stuff around the house for no reason and like it's also a scene that doesn't have a lot of the um the dialogue carol is known for Like, nonsense arguments built upon each other, which we get into with, like, the tea party. We do see those two characters again later at the trial, so at least this establishes the characters, but... I suppose. I don't know. I didn't have any connection to this, because in the works that I've seen of Alice in Wonderland, they're not usually represented. Like, they're not the characters you think of, like the March Hare, or the Cheshire Cat, or the, uh, the Mad Hatter.
1: Alice in Wonderland, the book, has a lot of characters that you, like, Disney. If if you're not doing a miniseries, you have to cut out a lot of them. Because most of the characters only really show up one. Um, as a po- aside from, like, the Cheshire Cat and, like, the White Rabbit, even really as much as the mad hatter is like kind of this iconic character he really doesn't show up more than twice
0: he's uh in the original work he's at the tea party and then is he one of the king's aide in the second one i don't remember
1: i can't remember if he shows up at the
0: oh at the the coronation or whatever uh,
1: the 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 well i don't remember if he shows up at the court
0: oh he does mm-hmm. that's what i'm saying that's right but let's keep moving on to the more iconic iconic uh characters of this because uh she runs into the cheshire cat so i guess one of the other good things about introducing the duchess is that the cheshire cat is her cat so in this didn't love the cheshire cat it was a big large man (laughs) in a cat costume kojak looked looked more ridiculous than the latest adaptation of cats Now,
2: now he's bald And they didn't, like, all the other ones, they had, like, full-body onesie thing with a hood on it. They kept it bald,
1: Telly Savalas?
2: Yeah, he didn't even have a hood on. It was bald and then had little pointy ears
0: on top of his head
1: (laughs) Father William. Yes, that is the I just remembered the name. I was like, I know it's your old father. Poem
0: with the caterpillar.
1: Yeah, I just, I was like, your old father something, and I just remembered it was Father
2: William. And now, what? oh yeah, so what, she tells the cat that she's trying to get home, and he's so positive, and tells her, there's no way home, and then he sings a song about that.
1: Uh, The Cheshire Cat in the book has all of my favorite lines.
2: Would you like to share
1: some of those lines? (laughs) Uh, She has something about, I don't want to be mad, well there's no helping that, we're all mad here. There's some of those things. The, the most quotable ones all come from the Cheshire Cat.
0: Though in this,
1: I just found the it to the
0: original work, Alice talks to the Cheshire Cat and the Cheshire Cat is a bit cryptic because she's trying to get somewhere and he's like, well, it depends on where you want to go. I can point you to the, the hatter and the hair. In this work, he seems so depressing. Yeah. His his song that he sings for her is all about how there's no way home, there's no escape, you're here forever. And it's just, wh- why? Why <laughs> add that?
2: That's, I, I, well, I don't have much to say. I think it's just the same thing you said. He just seems like he's trying to get her depressed and make her stay there because he's telling her there's no way
0: for her to get out, so.
1: Oh, oh no, oh no.
0: Right, but like... I guess in the the original work, Alice doesn't really care about getting home. And maybe that's something they were uh, showing in this where one of Alice's major drives throughout the entire film is like, I've got to get home. My mom must be so worried about me. And her thinking about her parents doesn't show up in the original work at all maybe this is a play against that where like the cat is shown as almost the antagonist just like well you can't get home there's no way home you'll never get home and she's like well i'll find a way home no all right It seems artificial. I remember the animated
2: one, the cat was not necessarily helpful either, but this one is worse. (laughs) It's like he's purposely trying
0: to stop her from leaving almost in this one. Yeah. And in comparing it to the original work, I I haven't seen the Disney one in a while. Like, all the characters Alice talks to talk in nonsense, and she gets frustrated with all of them. To me, it just seemed like they were trying to make the Cheshire Cat a bit worse than any others. Yeah. And I don't know why.
1: I mean, the Cheshire Cat is does do a lot more creepy misdirection in the Disney version. But having just listened to a little bit of the song, he's not. Oh, you're never going to get home. I'm so sad. He's like more of a manic misdirection. It's just like, you can go there, 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 there. And look at all these signs. And the signs are actually birds. Ooh.
2: Maybe it's just because it's a cat also, and cats are jerks.
1: Because they Maybe. don't cover <laughs> Telly Savalis' bald head, he looks like a bat. He doesn't look yeah, like a cat, he
0: looks like a bat. I
1: could see that. Um. Also, is that the mock turtle you sent me? <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> it is the mock turtle. It's also Ringo Starr. Yep. That,
1: that doesn't even look like Ringo Starr anymore.
0: It sure doesn't. Uh we might post these on the Facebook page <laughs> for reference. Uh, we'll see if Sarah actually does that.
1: Mm, I'm just gonna post the whole thing. They have to they need more than just the pictures.
0: That is true. Alright, though he uh the Cheshire Cap, before we leave him, does have one of my favorite lines because it was one of the only lines that like I got a, a legitimate guffaw from. I think it's right after he says we're all mad here, which is from the original work. They added this lie where it's just like, his way of saying goodbye to Alice is just, we're all mad here. Meow, baby. Okay,
1: <laughs> wait, just a second. I
0: don't even remember that
1: happening. <laughs> Time to go back to the video. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh,
2: yeah. I yeah. Now that you say it, I do kind of remember it, but I wouldn't have even thought anything of
0: it. Yeah, and then, uh, in traditional Cheshire Cat fashion, he disappears instead of walking away. And
1: I will say, it's awful.
0: Yes, the (laughs) effects in this are not great. They. They do better as it goes on. Like, the the set pieces are fairly decent. We talked about the costumes. They're bad. You can tell, in
2: a way, it reminds me of Mary Poppins, certain scenes where you can tell it's just on a set somewhere with painted backgrounds in a lot of scenes. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially in the dance (laughs) scenes.
0: You can can tell very much that um, it's this large open stage that they tried to dress up a little bit. Yeah but they have this large open space for the dance number. So, let's move on to the Mad Hatter and the March Hare, who used to be a January Hare, but he worked his way up. Oh, boo. (laughs) It's
2: from the book! (laughs) Um... I actually think out of all of the characters here, the Mad Hatter might have been one of my favorites as far as his acting. I mean, he's supposed to be like a crazy mad person and that shows, but I feel like he did a really good job of portraying it without looking stupid, if that makes
0: sense. (laughs) I'm glad you said that because it made me remember a note I didn't write down is that everyone except for the Mad Hatter doesn't seem to be having any fun with the parts that they are given. Whereas the guy playing the Mad Hatter is milking everything I mean, from all, this. He seems all to have such a good time. Team, but especially
2: yes. him. The 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 Dormouse in this is pretty good too, because he just wakes oh, up to yes. be drunk for most of I
1: Sleepy dormouse, I love sleepy dormouse.
2: No, he's not sleepy in this one. Him and his oh, treacle. He's well, be,
1: he's supposed to be sleepy. Well,
2: he's he's asleep, but I think it comes off more as like hungover or something. Oh, I but thought no so because when they're, they're talking, when party. they're singing their song, he says something about being drunk.
1: What's the difference between a raven and a writing desk?
0: I wanted to get into that. Thank you for bringing it up. <laughs> uh so that is a line from this and. Sarah and I know Jasper Ford's answer, which is pretty good. Uh, But when Carol wrote that riddle for Alice, it didn't actually have an answer. And his answer that he provided much later, uh, I have here. It is because it can produce a few notes, though they are very flat, and they're never put the wrong end front. Which is not a great answer. Jasper Ford's is much better. Sarah, would you like to tell us why a raven is like a writing desk?
1: Poe wrote on both.
0: I checked the history on it. Poe would have written The Raven long before Alice in Wonderland was published. So it is an acceptable answer.
1: Guys, I just realized who the Mad Hatter is.
0: Ooh, uh, you can tell us in one second. The other answer I found for this, because people have like just made up a lot, one of the ones I found that I really liked was, a writing desk is a rest for pens, and a raven is a pest for wrens. Anyway, Sarah, who is the Mad Hatter?
1: It's Anthony Newley.
0: And who is Anthony Newley?
1: Well, actor, singer, uh, composer, known for such things as Stop the World I Want to Get Off, the roar of the grease paint the smell of the crowd, and most importantly, uh, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Or Charlie and the... Willy Wonka, yeah. It's...
0: <laughs> Willy Wonka. Yeah, because yeah.
1: it's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is the book. Willy Wonka is the movie. Um, So he did all the music for that.
0: Oh, okay. He did all the music. I was trying to picture him in the show no. or in the movie, and I couldn't place him. That makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, music. it's too bad he couldn't write. Did he write the music for this? Because <laughs> no if it. he if he did, this is maybe not the best example of his work. <laughs> but this scene goes as you would imagine it. Like we said, very faithful. I So when I got here... I was excited to see Mad Hatter, He's doing a great job, but it is very much Alice in Wonderland by the numbers. You're, when I was watching this, it's very much, okay, I'm waiting for all the hits, all the famous things to come up. Okay, we got the caterpillar. Okay, we got the Cheshire Cat. Now here's the Mad Hatter. I was feeling bored with this film. <laughs> Um, and More ways than one. Partially because of the, the music going on. I was just checking off things I know about Alice in Wonderland. Is like, oh, okay, here's this, here's this, here's this. I guess she's gonna meet, okay, and she met that guy now.
2: But isn't that what you would have expected from a movie called Alice in Wonderland?
0: I suppose, but I'm also not excited by the thing she runs into. It's just kind of like checking things. I'm checking the box that it was included. I'm not enjoying the experience, if that makes sense. Though I will say this is one of the better songs uh, because the Mad Hatter is very much, a lot of his dialogue's based on wordplay and they use that a lot in the lyrics for this song. I thought like, of all the songs, this one, fits the best for the tone of Alice in Wonderland.
2: Yeah, and he was, again, out of all the people, he seemed to be having the most fun and actually getting into his character a bit. But yeah, I don't have a lot to say. About... Other than apparently I'm the only one that thought the mouse was supposed to be drunk, but that's kind of what I thought every time I saw him.
0: Until I the trial at drunk. the end. But... I, he popped up out of nowhere, maybe during the song and maybe after, but yeah, didn't think he was drunk. That's nope. fine. Anywho, so the final notes we can get to, where we go from here is we have the, um...
2: Queen's Courtyard.
0: Oh, we have the Queen's Court, then we have the Mock Turtle, then we have the Trial. The One of the things that is misplaced in this production, however, is Alice's meeting with a fawn in the wood, and where little Alice gets a song on her own. Now, she does meet a fawn, but it's not until the, uh, Through the Looking Glass... Yes. In this, it's really harping on the theme that they want running through it, which is Alice is trying to get back to her mother. She sees a, a baby fawn in the woods, goes up and hugs the fawn. I was hopeful that this fawn would turn into a monster because that's the type <laughs> of experience I was expecting. Uh, it doesn't. It's fairly boring and mundane. It's just a fawn and Alice lets it go so that its mother can find it again. I
1: don't think Alice's mother is even mentioned in the book.
0: Like, Alice doesn't give a single care to any of the people that she knew previously. And, in fact, in the book, she doesn't really remember who she is most of the time.
1: Because it is a dream, she doesn't really connect to anything
0: it's all just nonsense built on nonsense
1: which i love that feels more like the johnny depp one
2: right she forgot all about that stuff in the johnny depp version
1: until she starts getting scared and it starts becoming a nightmare she doesn't really care that much about it's just all oh this is a weird thing but it's a dream so i'll just go with it until she starts getting scared and then it's like it's a dream i want to go home
0: so before we get to the the ending which mark uh has Brought up with the Jabberwocky. You don't want to talk about Ringo Starr. <laughs> well, we we do it to the Mock Turtle.
1: Will you? Won't you? Will you? Won't you? Will you join the dance?
0: Do you have any notes on the Queen of Hearts in her court? She was one of the few that I thought was having fun with a role that was given to her. Yeah, like between her, her and the, the Mad the king, Hatter, they're the having king the most seems fun. Seems like
2: a part that I would do. <laughs> Because he's just kind of there and gets yelled at all the time and goes along with whatever she says.
1: Robert Morley, who's also a fairly famous actor, fairly famous, I mean, known for the African Queen.
2: But I don't have a lot of notes on her other, I mean, I guess that's part of the character is just her yelling a lot, but it kind of just would, she'd be like, oh, I'm so sweet and talking to people. I'm mad at you. I'm going to kill everyone.
0: (laughs) So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the, it's the off with the heads character. Yes. Uh, She's playing it pretty well. The, she does have a song about um, murdering people, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty good because, I mean, her plan would work. Like, if you murder all the people to speak out against you, people will stop speaking out against you. Yeah. Later in this scene is uh, an example I jotted down of the bad dialogue that was added to this production. We progress and the Cheshire Cat shows up at the Queen's party. And it's just, it's a terrible introduction because there's three lines in succession that all establish the same thing. And so it doesn't progress anywhere. It just feels like it's, it's stuck in this moment. And then that moment hangs uh, because there's a pause after these three lines. Because Alice sees the Cheshire Cat. She says to herself, Oh, it's my friend, the Cheshire Cat. She runs up to the cat and says, Hello, Cheshire Cat. The king comes up and says, who is this? Alice replies, oh, this is the Cheshire Cat. And it's just like, we get it. It's the Cheshire Cat. We don't need three separate introductions to a character we've already met. I was just, I was very annoyed at this level of dialogue. And I thought CBS could produce something a little better. You weren't very annoyed at other levels of dialogue in this? Well, like I said, the songs weren't great. The lyrics are a part of that but yeah there's some really great lines in this film really great dialogue but all of them are taken directly from lewis carroll's work i guess the running theme i'm trying to point out is that this adaptation doesn't add a lot and makes a lot of things worse mm-hmm. anywho the queen points her towards the mark the mac turtle um who is not going to speed a sound it's a mock turtle not a mock turtle and she also meets a griffin Uh, let's talk about Ringo Starr in this Mock Turtle role.
1: Uh, the, the Griffin is also a famous person.
0: Yeah. Oh, go on.
1: Uh, it's Sid Caesar.
0: Oh, I, that's another name I recognize, but I don't know where he's from.
1: He's a very famous comedian. He was also in Greece and Greece too.
0: Okay. Who was he in Greece?
1: He was the coach, the PE teacher. But he's also just a very famous stand-up comedian. I think he's, I think he died a while back.
0: Okay, he's famous for dying a little while back. Uh,
1: he died in 2014. No, I mean he's very, very famous, uh, influential comedian. But he was also knowing things you know. He was in Greece and Greece too.
0: Oh, good. I know him now. I guess the the Mock Turtle is one of the other lines that got a genuine guffaw from me. Guffaw. Uh, though it was a line taken directly from the original work, as opposed to one they inserted. It's when the Mock Turtle is talking about the tortoise. Uh, that was his teacher. He says, uh, though he was a turtle. And Alice says, "Well, why did you call him a tortoise?" And Ringo replies, "Because he taught us." Yeah. <laughs> but it works much better. It's than it gets Carl to laugh
2: accent. and Sarah, and I are both like, Ugh.
1: "Is it funnier when the station master from Shiny Time Station says it
2: now?" Yes. It uh, what 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 Carl said when it's in that accent. Also, it kind of makes more sense.
1: Oh, so you have to say it like...
0: Because he taught us! You need that Liverpool accent. There you go. Yeah. He also has a a song about... um... Living under the sea and I couldn't not think about Octopus's Garden while he was singing this. Oh. I thought the you were gonna the, say Little Mermaid.
1: The <laughs> the song is the Lobster Quadrille, which I always liked, and I always liked the mock turtle because the pictures of it from the book were basically a turtle with a calf head.
0: Which that's kinda I mean, what this is. Kind of. Except
1: not terrifying he has on
2: his head for some reason
1: see the pictures from the the original illustrations from the book it was like a baby cow head and like a turtle and these weird flipper things and it was very cute an abomination but a cute abomination this is just an abomination
0: thing about that Sarah, is when you bring fantastical animals into real life they look horrifying but the, like his whole face is wrinkly, and it looks like, like it every crying. Pokemon in Detective Pikachu. I'm tr-
1: I'm trying to share this picture so I can show how cute he is, and you'll probably be like, "This isn't cute, Sarah. What is wrong with your childhood again?"
0: Oh, is this a monster? Is this You're just a, is the this monster, a dog bird, or what was no, that thing? <laughs> it's
1: the Mock Turtle.
0: No, no, He's no. Basically... That yeah, I don't think it's cute. I don't oh. hate it as much as I thought I would, but yeah, it's not super cute. I
1: think he's cute.
0: Is it the ears?
1: It might be the ears. And the little flippers. And the little flippers.
0: I think he's cute. Well, to finish up this, they finish, much as the book does, with a trial of the, I think the Knave of Hearts is on trial for stealing tarts. And to me, it's... Something I thought this production had added, where it was a chance to get all the famous actors back in again one more time. It's the big finale where you bring all the characters you met into a single scene. Uh, But it's actually from the original work. They bring in a bunch of witnesses, none of which are very good to the knave (laughs) in proving his innocence one way or the other. But they don't prove that he's guilty either. Well, sure, but the king wants a verdict immediately, every time, and the, um, what's the rabbit that's not the march hare? The White Rabbit? Oh, is it just the White <laughs> Rabbit? The White Rabbit keeps reminding him, No, no, sir, we have to hear witnesses. No, no, sir, they need time to write yeah, stuff down. Yeah,
1: the, the king is kind of a moron.
0: Yep. Oh, for sure. And then, of course, the queen wants to
2: take everybody's heads off, as usual. Did it, do we ever get a verdict on this? No. Because then Alice starts arguing with her and grows really tall
0: for some reason. I guess because she's mad, she grows. I feel both in the original work and in this it's not a very satisfying ending in that you bring a lot of the characters you ran into into a single scene and it's supposed to be some sort of a climax in this film and story that didn't have a lot of traditional structure as opposed to like a three act or whatever but it, it's unsatisfying because we don't get a conclusion to this trial Alice turns big. The cards attack her. She fights back and then runs away. I don't know, Sarah. You're a big fan of this work. How do you feel about this trial scene as a, as a finale?
1: I cannot tell you how I feel about the scene in this version, in the Disney version, and also the book. It feels very true to the idea of the fact of it. It might be in this version. You've talked about how this is has kind of leaned into this weird non-book version of wanting to get back to her family, if you lean into the fact that it's all this dream sequence, this feels very within that. With a lot of stuff with dreams, it's a very abrupt ending. So if she's getting mad and growing and she's being attacked, but all of a sudden, and and the Disney version really does that, where she grows and then she's running through the card tunnel. And what happens is she realizes, I'm in a dream because she can... Through, through the card tunnel in the Disney thing, she sees her sleeping body. And she realizes, oh, I'm asleep. And a lot of times you you talk about things. Once you realize you're asleep, you wake up. And so it's this moment of, oh. And then it suddenly ends because she wakes up. And in the book, it's very, it doesn't do that exact thing, But the thing is, she has this crazy, everything builds to this crazy, almost even more nonsensical, like with her getting frustrated at how nonsensical it is, And once she stops going along with the nonsense is when her brain says, oh, time to wake up now, and then it stops. And so it cuts off, but if it's a dream and they're leaning more into the dream thing instead of the, I don't wanna be here and I wanna go home and I miss my family, which is her fighting against the dream the whole time as opposed to in the other version she isn't. The abrupt when she starts to realize it's a dream and suddenly she's fighting against her sleep, then she wakes up, that makes more sense.
0: Yeah. I. I like that better, that this, (laughs) if we treat it as a dream, it doesn't need to have a finale. Things just happen, and it ends abruptly. Yeah.
1: And and I think the Disney version does it better when she literally sees her sleeping body through the tunnel of cards. And then she's like, oh, my way to get out of this is I just need to wake up. And she wakes up, and she's back um, under the tree with her daisy chain and with her sister still reading the book. And only a short amount of time has passed, and... And she's safe again, she's not being attacked, and it's oh, it was all just all just a dream before that trend started.
0: And this is where this property branches from the original work, and it branches a little bit from Alice in Wonderland, because I took some creative liberties with interpreting this story, uh, for the Disney version. In this, she runs off into the woods, she falls down, and when she gets back up, she's in the quote unquote real world. Now, in the original work She goes over to her sister and starts telling her sister about her adventures and everything that she's done in her dream. And her sister thinks it's really cool and neat, and that's the end of it. Uh, But in this, she wakes up to find nobody's around. (laughs) She wanders into her house, she calls to her parents, and nobody's there. And she hears her cat, and she looks around, and she sees the cat in the mantelpiece... And she tries to go up to She's, it and finds that the cat, the cat is, is on the, the in other the mantelpiece side of. Piece, it's in the mirror. <laughs> he's on the mantelpiece, was my point. And she goes up to it to try to touch it and finds that the cat is on the other side of the glass of the mirror. And nobody can hear her or respond to her. And she finds a book and a poem.
2: So she comes home to find that her family is not there. She sees them on the other side of the mirror and they walk up to the mirror and look into it and don't see her or hear her talking to them. So her reaction is to turn around, and sit down, and read a book. Because <laughs> apparently it's just fine that her family is trapped over there and can't hear her.
0: This, in the sense of this being a dream, this is where her dream turns into a nightmare. And this is kind of where... Uh, the through the Looking Glass begins, even though that has a separate beginning where Alice falls asleep near a chessboard. Uh, her adventures beyond the Looking Glass start, and I I don't love how much this film makes it a cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah, because I, having struggled my way through this first half, <laughs> I wasn't super enthralled to watch the second yep. half, and. That as soon as she sees the Jabberwocky, it cuts away, it's just like, to be continued. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, and it's because it was a TV movie, it, you know, they split it into two nights, so I, I can see that. But I remember, like you were saying... We
0: didn't even talk about the uh, the commercial breaks that are in this. Oh, yeah. Did you watch the commercials? Oh, my version did not have the commercials. Oh. It just had mine, the breaks where didn't the commercials either, either, But I been. found
2: one that had the whole thing with commercials in it, even. I just didn't watch that one. But yeah, so this is the part that I mentioned earlier where you see the Jabberwocky, and I used to get scared of this part of the movie would, like, close my eyes or something and wait until the monster goes away. I remember watching this at home sometime, and I don't know how old I was, but I remember being scared of this, and you look at it now, and it's like, terrible costume, who would ever be scared of this thing? Um... Now, I think Carl watched... I watched the second episode of this as well, and the Jabberwocky is in it a lot more, so I think it was more the second movie that I... I remember a lot of things from that one because I watched through it again and seemed like that one had more scenes that I remembered than this first one did, but... um, Yeah, the Jabberwocky here is just like, uh, suddenly we have synthesizer music, and it's very 80s, (laughs) and lasers going
0: off, and smoke in the room, and the Jabberwocky comes in, and then suddenly, the end. I don't know if I agree about you with the costume. This one I found to be one of the better costumes, because it doesn't have a human face.
2: Yeah, but... It looks like going back to the putties. It kind of reminds me of like a Power Rangers villain co- costume.
0: Okay, it doesn't yes. have a human face, but it's. I agree with you. Yes, it is very much of that quality, <laughs> but compared to the other costumes in this production, this was one of yeah, the best. I guess I. By the go way, along Sarah, I've put in the Facebook chat pictures of the Jabberwocky for <laughs> reference.
1: I'm scared.
0: Yeah, like, this is legitimately scary. I think as a kid, I would similarly be frightened by this.
1: Ooh, it's like a grub. (laughs) With wings
0: and spikes.
1: It's like a grub with a face. It's so grubby.
2: And it has red eyes, and I think it breathes fire, or at least smoke. Yes, it does have fire at one point, in the second movie. Not in the first one yet. It's
1: just so, that body is just such a, such a fat worm.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, and... Now, to... it, I don't know how much we want to get into it, because the cliffhanger is resolved within the first 30 seconds of the second movie, because she just closes
0: her eyes and it disappears. so... So, it was similarly disappointing in that, one, it's living in a cliffhanger. I'm not super excited for the second half, even though I didn't end up watching it. And, to me, it was frustrating that the scary monster... Arguably the best costume in the entire production shows up for a second at the very end, and then it asks you to join them next time. Maybe that was the point. Here's our best costume. Come back next time to see more of it.
1: Is it the best costume because it's the only one you can't see the human face?
0: That's what. Yes, very much so. A hundred percent.
1: I mean, part of me would be like, well, but Carol Channing's in the second one. But also, there are much better things that Carol Channing's been in. You can see... Like that you can see her in and you can see her singing. You don't need to watch this one. Go like look but up she her. She does sing do in, f- in this. Well well of course she sings in it. She is a Broadway star. <laughs> if they didn't make her sing, like someone would complain. But like just go watch her Super Bowl halftime show. Or watch her do, like, Diamonds Are a Girl's Best Friend, or literally anything that is not whatever this nightmare is. Maybe the second <laughs> half is less nightmare. I think there's less animals in, in Through the Looking Glass. I think there's a lot more human chess characters. Yes. And a train. Isn't there oh. a train for some reason?
0: Yeah, the whole human plot chess of the Through the Looking Glass and... is...
1: That's when the butterflies show up. The... then
2: then then you have a scene with the walrus that that freaked me out and
0: though the uh so reading it again at the very start of um through the looking glass before it gets to the narrative, it has a picture of a chessboard, and all of the major players, the white and red knight, the red and white queen, the white king, they're all on the chessboard and it describes all the moves that happen so that Alice can get to the end and become a queen. And I found it interesting just going through, okay, this piece moves here and this piece moves here and that... So Lewis Carroll planned it out all on a board with the chess pieces to determine like what characters would be in this part of the story. Even though the chess game that is played does not make sense. Like, white gets to move five times and then red moves once.
1: <laughs> um, I like them talking about the the bread and butterflies when she's on the train.
0: Oh yeah, they talk about all sorts of weird insects. And there's a gnat in her ear that tells her to make jokes.
1: Um, and the Disney version moves the this, the, this poem up. Because cause the Disney version is mostly Alice in Wonderland, but they do steal some stuff from Through the Looking Glass because they don't do both books. Like, they steal Mark's favorite poem, The Walrus the and the Walrus Carpenter. And Carpenter?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Which I did for Speech Contest. Um, By the I, way,
0: Sarah, I'm sending you a picture of John Stamos. Uh, he is the messenger in this. <laughs>
1: But is is the one I and just the remember I more
0: it was more that I felt sad
2: because they're talking about all these oysters the whole time and they do this little dance, and then the walrus eats all of them, and I was like, is it "Oh!" More traumatic
1: but of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a and bit of a little bit of a little
2: bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a I bit of a
0: little bit of a the bit of a little that of a little bit of a human legs Uh, and a lot of their dancing is they're sitting on the ground with human legs (laughs) and just moving them around and it's just it it's very disconcerting to see human legs in that way i can't i can't emphasize enough how much human legs don't belong on oysters
1: (laughs) huh huh Found a picture.
0: Yeah, maybe See, they got the, the rockets the Disney to do one it. had
1: the ones in the Disney one had faces. They had cute little baby faces. I'll send you the picture of that one. Um, okay, we anyway. are gonna have to post no, so many no, pictures. No, I here. have to <laughs> yeah, add, I have to say what John Stamos looks Unless like. Unless
2: we just tell everyone, we could just post a link to the to the YouTube and make everybody watch it. And we don't Guys. need to post pictures.
1: Guys, do you know what John Stamos looks like? Go on. Do you remember that Starburst commercial, the berries and cream boy?
0: No. Berries oh, and cream, yes.
1: berries and cream. That's what John Stamos looks like, the berries and cream guy.
0: Yeah, it really just um, oh, what is the what's that age? Is that Victorian or Edwardian? Um, but yeah, just a very pompous rich It's definitely rich not child.
1: Edwardian, because Edwardian is 1905 to 1920.
0: I was just naming ages. I don't know all the the uh, time <laughs> periods.
1: Uh, it's probably either Victorian or Georgian. Mm, actually, it might be earlier than that. I take that back.
0: Well, I think that is going to close up our talking about the plot. I've and lost so, my mind. Let's go on to games. Our first game is the pitch game, a game in which we put together two of our properties in the form it's this meets this to describe this movie. And I am going to be starting us off here, but I am not prepared and I need to go and find the things that I wrote up for this game. So I'm filling time until I can pull up that page. And it's it's all going to get cut out anyway.
1: (laughs) Is it Mac and me?
0: It's not Mac and me, but I am glad that you are here uh, because you'll find a... um, A running theme throughout them, and I think you might be better at guessing these than Mark is. Yeah, so then Mark's just not even going to (laughs) guess. So, see if you can spot the theme. You sure can. It's very easy. The
1: 1990s Russian movie, Bird by the Sun.
0: Oh, Sarah, come on. I have to do the description first.
1: Actually, I think that came out in the early 2000s.
0: Here we go, my first one here. Since this is a musical adaptation of a children's book starring a young girl at odds with most of the grown-ups she meets who speaks out against the injustices of a large woman who claims absolute authority, meets a musical adaptation of a written work with a lot of original poetry prominently featuring a full-grown man in a horrific feline attire and a lot of disjointed songs loosely tied together in a narrative.
1: Matilda meets cat.
0: It is Matilda meets cats. <laughs> uh, Mark, your first one. Oh, my first
2: one. This is a musical film where animal characters have human faces with creepy results. And a film based on a book where a young girl becomes angry at her parents, leaves home acting like a spoiled child, and upon returning decides she is now grown up.
0: Well, the first one, I think, is Cats.
1: Oh, it's it's Frog and Toad.
0: What? <laughs> well, Carl <Kara> was correct.
1: <laughs> Frog and Toad is a children's book. They did make it into a musical.
2: Oh, did they? I don't remember seeing that musical. I know
0: the book.
1: Very popular it's with community leaders and children's
0: she's grown up when she gets back. Mm-hmm.
1: The female version of North.
0: Is it? No. Are you ready
2: for hints? Yes. It is... Also has a version uh, that was an animated movie made by Disney.
0: <laughs> uh, girl Leaves Home. Um, the girl is
2: a main character, but... Not the main character. Is it, it's not Aladdin, right? No. <laughs> All right. Um, I can only like, think of Disney There princesses. is a character who dresses similarly to Sammy Davis Jr. did in this movie. <laughs> they wear a mushroom? No. During the dance scene.
1: Oh, 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 oh. That's oh, not what uh, I thought. Higher to the
2: Caribbean? Oh, no, but that's closer. Okay.
1: I was going to say uh, ants because Scott <laughs> <God> keeps trying <laughs> no. to run away.
0: Oh. I think you're thinking of a, a bug's life. A bug's timeless. life. You're
1: right. Sorry. Not ants.
0: If I had thought about that, that, but no, um, I'm trying. Mm.
1: I'm a beautiful butterfly.
2: It's all about. It's the the theme of this movie is about treasure planet. <laughs> the girl doesn't want to grow up, but then at the end, she does Peter want Pan. to be a grown up.
1: <laughs> Peter Pan. Is it,
2: is it Peter Pan? It is. So that was cats meets Peter Pan.
0: Excellent alrighty my next one here a musical adaptation of an 1800s children's story starring a blonde female character getting mixed up in the life of royals and featuring talking mice meets a musical adaptation of a children's story featuring a whimsical character in a top hat who speaks in wordplay and puns and an impertinent young girl in a red dress
1: I'm going to say the first one is The Nutcracker?
0: No. Oh. I was thinking Cinderella. It is Cinderella.
1: I guess in The Nutcracker they're technically rats.
2: Um, something about a girl in a red dress. Yes.
0: A very rude girl in a red dress. Into the Woods. No. A whimsical character in a top hat. Jiminy Cricket. (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> um, I mean, this might give it away, but it's a purple top hat.
1: Escape from Witch Mountain, the TV version from the 90s with Eric Von Decker and Elizabeth Moss.
0: No, I think you'll find the magic was purple, but there wasn't a top hat.
1: Does he not wear a hat, the storekeeper? Not
0: a top hat. I
2: thought he a top. Um, thought Dr. Facilier wears a top hat. <laughs> I think, is it Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? It is Willy Wonka. <laughs> I was the just inverted... trying to think of other random purple top hats just to make it go longer.
1: Now I yes, have to the, watch this game. The young up... girl I
0: was referring to is Veruca Salt. Daddy! Yeah, so that was Cinderella meets Willy Wonka. On to you, Mark. Oh, right. I, keep I have to look up I'm that character for Sarah. now. Yeah, don't. You'll be waiting forever. <laughs> because... This is a
2: movie, uh, with singing from well-known celebrities, a young girl who travels to a strange new land full of talking creatures, is left in charge of and promptly loses a young child, and in the end escapes from evil royalty to find her way home, and a movie where a girl is unhappy with her treatment at home. While entertaining thoughts of leaving home, she is transported to a far-off land full of humans dressed as talking animals, makes new friends and enemies, and must find her way home. When she finally finds her way home, it is treated as if her whole ordeal was merely a bad dream.
1: I miss all that because I found a purple top hat.
0: <laughs> that is not surprising. <laughs> the first surprising. one... Sounded like Narnia, Ooh. though not all of it. And the second one sounded like Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. <laughs> uh, no, neither of those. Great. The first
2: one, about with well known celebrities singing songs, the, the celebrity is the evil royalty that she has to escape from.
0: Hmm, no. The Wiz. <laughs> I was gonna say The Wizard of Oz. But Margaret <laughs> Hamilton wasn't a celebrity. Well, it's one that we have
2: done on the podcast. I was my oh, attention the whole description,
1: not. so I have, I'm guessing it just celebrity singing.
0: It's not Cinderella's. No, it? we've done it for the podcast, though. You can't deny that. I'm trying to, I'm trying to pull up all the movies so I can look at them.
1: Oh, it's Labyrinth.
0: Hooray! <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Now the second <laughs> I one. See.
2: The second one is a movie you have already mentioned. (laughs) Okay. Uh, A girl is transported to a far off land where some humans are dressed as talking animals. She makes friends and enemies and must find her way home, and it's treated as if it was a dream.
1: Wizard of Oz? Hooray! (laughs) I sent you a picture from Escape to Witch Mountain, and he's 100% wearing a purple top hat in it.
2: Is it the real (laughs) Escape to Witch Mountain? No, no, it's the,
1: I told you specifically, the 1995 version with Eric Von Decker and Elizabeth but Moss. why would
2: you even watch that one?
1: Because I watched every Disney original movie in the 90s.
2: Anyway, so that
0: was Labyrinth meets The Wizard of Oz. And when you said it's one I had already mentioned, I was looking through my games to see which movie <laughs> I had mentioned. Not that you would just switch
1: that you were saying them for the wrong movie.
0: Right. Alright, so my last one here. A musical adaptation of a series of books made for kids featuring multiple talking birds and one talking turtle, a young child talking to a full-grown cat man, and an extremely (laughs) biased trial. Meets, a musical with songs that don't really progress the plot or establish character, but that are built solely around giving famous musicians a chance to sing.
1: Literally every musical before 1929.
0: Okay, I should mention this musical is a film.
1: Oh, sorry. I'm just making comments about the, the history of the American musical, but... Sure. Uh, the first one is The Last Great Wang Doodle. That's not a movie. <laughs> that's just a book, Excuse me. But <laughs>
0: Excuse me? What was
1: that? The Last Really Great Wang Doodle. It's written by Julie Andrews, although it's under her married name.
0: Well, it's not
2: Judge- Judging by Carl's face, that was not the correct answer. No. Nope. It's
1: also not a movie. Uh, something about a turtle.
2: Yep. Multiple talking birds and one talking turtle. That sounds like when you did Jungle Book, except I don't think there was a turtle in that.
1: There is not a turtle.
2: And um, someone talking is, to a man cat.
1: <laughs> it is the ride Splash Mountain. <laughs>
2: Sarah,
0: no... I'm su- Sarah, I'm surprised at you. Uh, uh, all was right. it the Jungle Book? You, you made a face at I time. will give you both. I will give you both a hint. That should give it away immediately. It's, oh, I heard oh. no small voices.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, Sarah, you were one of the talking birds. Yeah. Oh, no. What is it?
1: It's Susical the Musical. It is
0: Susical the Musical. <laughs> now,
2: for the audience, Carl will get to explain why that clue was.
1: <laughs> no, no, we're not. What if you I watched- think it's
2: good as is.
1: Someday that's
2: going <laughs> to bite us in the butt. I, th- I Yeah, as soon as you said that we both should know this, I was like, oh, and then he gave the clue
0: anyway, but. All right, and the second one, movie musical uh, with songs just for famous people to get exposure. Well, to have, to give famous people screen time.
1: Uh, literally every movie musical.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> Into the Woods.
1: No, not Into the Woods.
0: <laughs> I don't believe it was a film adaptation of an existing stage show. The Greatest uh, Showman. It was a spinoff of a skit on a TV show.
1: I'm going through my SNL movie thing. Mm-hmm.
0: It's one of those.
1: It's Pat. Um, nope. Uh, Night at the Roxbury. Um, superstar. Earlier, um, cast. Earlier, okay. earlier cast. Think
2: earlier cast. I can't think of any of those that are
0: musicals though. Blues Brothers. (laughs) It is Blues Brothers.
1: Blues Brothers 2000.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so that was Seussical the Musical meets Blues I don't even
2: Brothers. remember what the clues were now, other than it was celebrities singing a song. Was that the only thing?
0: Yeah, it's, it's just celebrities that are in this movie to be celebrities singing a song. Blues
1: Brothers is a great movie. Blues Brothers it's 2000. It's all
0: right. <gasps> it's fine, but like, the narrative isn't great, because like this film, they just go from one place to another to see a celebrity sing a song, and then they move on. All right, so we're going to move on to our second game, which is Alternate Tagline, a word or phrase you would see in the movie poster for the film that encapsulates the theme, though possibly misses the point. <clears throat> and I'm again going to start us off here with one that I i like the wordplay of, but I don't necessarily agree with, but we'll see how you guys respond to it. It is simply Alice in Wonderland, songs that will make you furiouser and furiouser. Hmm. <laughs>
2: Yes, it has wordplay.
0: I think I I think the songs are worse at the beginning, not at the end. Yeah, so maybe it doesn't quite work. All of
1: the songs I listened to, my favorite one was from the part we aren't reviewing.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh,
2: I think great. the second half was better. If it, it, but we didn't even review that one, so maybe nope. another episode. <laughs> I will make everyone watch these again.
0: Oh, great! <laughs> Go hey, ahead, it's got Barb. Carol
1: Channing in eh? it. I love Carol Channing.
0: Um. Sarah, you didn't even watch this one.
1: I watched enough now. I
0: did not look this
2: up, but maybe Sarah could, maybe. But did this, since it was a TV movie, does it even have real taglines? Don't believe it does. I mean, I wouldn't think so because it's TV movie, Can- but- Continue
1: talking, I'll look.
2: Anyway, my first one, <laughs> which is funny because we did discuss this and I wasn't even the one who brought it up. Alice in Wonderland. Dream or drug trip, you
0: decide. <laughs> huh. Well, a lot of people have already decided. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my next one here is. I feel like I have to introduce these because oh, I geez. don't think they stand really great on their own. I like this one because it is representative of how I felt. And. <laughs> you better not steal mine. It is an example of what it describes. So here we go Alice in Wonderland. We've all bad dialogue here. Meow, baby.
1: Oh, I did get to the part with the Meow Baby, and it is
0: uh.
1: uncomfortable. <laughs> well,
0: and it has nothing to do with
2: whatever he said in the rest of his dialogue, so what was he's the just point? Like, yep.
1: He's just like, you're mad, I'm mad, we're all mad, Meow Baby. <laughs> 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 it's, it's horrifying. Telly Savalas, you're better than this.
0: Alright, Mark,
2: what's your next one? <laughs> <laughs> Alice in Wonderland, you'll want to scream off with my
0: head. <laughs> i mean yeah that's fair all right uh and my final one here uh this is more accurate to how i felt watching this than any of the others uh which is alice in wonderland some books are better left to the imagination oh any good did you find did you find any actual taglines nope perfect We're going to move on to our third game, which is the TV Guide Game, a description of the plot of the film that you may find in a Netflix or TV Guide description, which is accurate, though again, possibly misses the point. My first one here is short and sweet. plot of Alice in Wonderland is a little girl dreams of growing up, but wakes to find she's just disappeared.
2: Oh, yeah. I I guess because at the end of the first one, she still isn't home yet, so I guess...
0: guess. Right, she's on the other side of the mirror (laughs) in this adaptation. I forgot that I wrote this one several days ago.
2: Prior to the advent of the World Wide Web, this fanciful tale tries to teach proper internet safety by showing how a young child is affected when she interacts with every random thing that pops up.
0: Oh, okay. (laughs) That is an interesting take on it, but I love it. (laughs) uh my final one here uh the plot is an impertinent child intrudes upon the private lives of several people without permission or invitation yet constantly complains about how rude they're being that's true (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm.
2: i hadn't even thought about it that way really she just seems to appear in these places
0: Uh uh-huh she just walks into people's homes and tells them how bad they are at treating her (laughs) Anyway, please go
2: oh, ahead. Oh, oh, okay. <clears throat> a young girl's attempt to prove that she is old enough to participate in grown-up
0: activities leads her down a rabbit hole. Bum, bum, ba, bum, bum, <laughs> bum, bum,
2: uh, Yeah,
0: though, I don't even know if that is a pun, because the the phrase, down the rabbit hole, it, comes from this body of work. Yeah, I don't know. sorry, I, mean,
1: so I was looking at other stuff. The deer scene, the fawn scene, was yes. supposed to be in part two. And during Ah. editing, they moved it to part
0: one. Yeah, I mean, maybe they felt like they had to give give Alice a song in part one. Anyway, that is going to bring us on to our review scale. Our first review scale, of course, being our infamous potato scale, telling our audience what they can expect to feel watching this film in terms of our relationship with potatoes. So, uh, Mark, I suppose you're going to start us off because I don't know if Sarah has enough information for a review, <laughs> uh, and I, as always, have not looked it up.
1: Oh, I have. I don't have any potatoes. I have a number scale, but it's not a real number scale.
0: Uh oh. Oh, is it an imaginary number scale? It'll
1: make sense once I do it.
0: Alright, we'll- we'll get to it when we get to it. Mark, if you're prepared, please go ahead. Oh, uh, I- I have it.
2: Now I have to remember why I have what I have. <laughs> okay. My first thought really was uh I put red robin fries which was better than expected and now I can't remember why I put that.
0: <laughs> I think Well, good news, you can I change think it. I think I
2: remember it being I think well, I think the point was that when I brought up this as a thing for us to watch for the podcast I was expecting it to be really terrible and wanted everybody to laugh about it being so bad. And it kind of is, but I liked it more than I was expecting to. So I think I had that, but I also said potato skins, which is that there's not enough there. I think, um, this is better than what Carl's going to say
0: on his. But, oh, for sure. But I just figured out my I think review.
2: There but. were certain parts that, that were, I, I mean, you even said you laughed at a few of the lines, so there were some parts that were still somewhat enjoyable. Um I would not say that it's a good film, but I would say that it was... um There were parts to it that were okay, but overall there was not enough there, and I did not enjoy the whole experience, if that makes sense. So that was then Red
0: Robin Potato Skins. <laughs> Ah, gross. I need them. I looked at our potato scale and uh, just tried to pick out the ones I was feeling. like, And it was hard to do because so many of ours, they try to highlight the good things about potatoes. And I don't think I can highlight the good things about this film. Uh, and so I basically gathered all the bad ones we have. So, the first one... I put down was potatoes with eyes. This has spoiled with age, perhaps in the 1980s. We would have been a lot less judgmental about the costumes. I just feel like this isn't a very good representation. I like the Disney film a lot better. Uh, Even though it is true to the work, it doesn't hold up. Uh, The next I have is a raw potato. I mentioned during our reviews that this is very much Alice by the numbers and my checkbox system. Uh, where I didn't feel engrossed by the narrative. I was just kind of waiting for certain things to happen, and then they happened, and then it moves on to the next thing. It wasn't very uh, engrossing. It was just, okay, this and this. Okay, I guess they're going to... Yep, there she goes. She met the Mad Hatter now. And finally, uh, I have potato salad, which I don't know if I've used before, and it says just the worst.
1: <laughs> I must have come up with that. Yeah,
0: that sounds like Sarah.
1: I hate potato salad.
0: So the reason I'm rating it that is, had this been an original work, like Alice in Wonderland existing in no other form before this, I feel like I, would, I wouldn't be as judgmental, because they do represent the story fairly well. But... They try to bring fantasy into reality, and it doesn't really work. And the main thing they add are these songs that are pretty much all bad. While they're trying to be true to the original work, and they do that to some extent, the things that they insert, the things that they bring to that body of work, are the worst things in this film.
1: <laughs> so that
0: is why I'm rating it as just the worst. So I guess altogether, that is a potato salad made with... Raw, spoiled potatoes with (laughs) eyes. I'm wondering if because
2: I watched both parts and I remember more scenes from the second part than from this beginning part, And I liked the second one better. I just don't know if that skewed my numbers a little bit, but... Maybe. But I don't know. I still... It's not something that I'm going to be like, yeah, everybody should watch this. And I'm not going to come back and watch it myself all the time. But it was still something that was better than I was thinking it was going to be when I
0: suggested we watch it. (laughs) So I guess I'll stick with those. Yeah, so let's move on to our second review scale, which is a more traditional 0 to 10 scale, telling our listeners should they go back and watch this film. Now, Sarah, you had a very exciting imaginary number for this scale, and I can't wait to hear it.
1: So, I have three numbers. (laughs) So, for source material, I give it a 10. For acting talent, I give it a 10. For Actually, the parts that I saw, which, to be fair, you guys kept giving, telling me to look up possibly the weirdest parts, but for the actual parts that I saw, I give it an I.
0: <laughs> okay, you do—I I was wondering if it was an imaginary number, and it turns out, yes.
1: An, an imaginary or an irrational?
0: Uh, no. Uh, irrational is a number like pi, where it is a decimal that can't be re- represented by a fraction. Uh, i is an imaginary number
1: so i i think i kind of is a good representation of how i feel technically it's a thing like i is something you use within math but at the same time it's not a thing and and that's what i feel about sarah
2: watched the movie by not watching it (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> like but also like this this does something It it's doing a thing but at the same time i'm just i didn't hate it but i can't get through I my have, feelings i have
0: a question for you it. do you yes. want it so the uh, imaginary scale much like the number scale yeah but uh rotated 90 degrees so like i would represent one on that number scale do you want to increase it to say 10 i or a hundred i how weird on that scale are we getting
1: give it. The parts I saw, I I didn't hate, but I felt like like if these were done on purpose to make weird, like if this was some weird adult swim sketch we're like, yeah, we definitely were trying to mess with your brain and like we totally meant for Telly Savalas's weird head to freak you out <laughs> and for the walrus to look a little
2: well, the walrus is in the other. The walrus is later, read. but
1: and and weird grub bodies and like all sorts. I'd be like, yes, this is modern art. This is surrealism at its best. But I don't think they meant to be intentionally postmodern surrealist. You know what I mean? I think they attempted to be a normal children's miniseries, and they somehow shot themselves into surrealism. <laughs>
0: So are we sticking with one eye or multiple eyes? I'm
1: going to give it a four eye.
0: Four <laughs> eye. All right. Just because. And I don't know how that's going to mess with our uh, <laughs> anniversary episodes in the future, but I'm we'll I'm looking find
1: forward out. to the Eric Andre remake of this, because it's going to be a masterpiece, right?
0: <laughs> now, Mark, I might horribly skew your scale. Uh, so I would like to hear your review before I give mine. Oh, boy. Well, I actually, when I watched this, I just
2: plopped a number down right away, and then I went back and looked over my, our list as we do, compared it to some other things, and I, the number I wrote down originally is still there, because just based on other movies that I have reviewed, I think there were some that were worse, uh, which you may not agree with. <laughs> Um, but there are definitely some that are better. And then there are some that were kind of in the same area, um, in my mind.
0: So I wrote down here a four. Okay. Well, that's not terribly far away from what I have. Um, though it is higher than what I have, (laughs) as you can imagine. And I guess I'm, I keep going back to like, the best things about this film, it didn't create. The worst things it it has are things that were inserted only in this version. So, like, I would never show this film to another person. I probably am <laughs> never going to watch it again. But what I would do is I would send screenshots to people of the weird costumes. Like, I wouldn't force them to sit through a narrative. I would just send them pictures of this production.
1: Oh, a supercut of this would be great. <laughs>
0: Right. If the question is, should you go back and watch this film? No. There's better adaptations of Alice in Wonderland that you can enjoy right now. I mean, Tim Burton made a couple. There's the Disney version. You don't need to go and see this because it doesn't add anything to the world of Alice in Wonderland. I
1: think the Tim Burton version got more hate than it deserves. Is the Tim Burton version not the
0: Disney version? Well, yes, it is. But there's also the Disney animated version, which was my point. But if the if the question we're asking, should you go back and watch this version of Alice in Wonderland? No. You should look up pictures. You should not go back and watch it. I give it a two.
1: Do what I did. That is,
0: I think, your lowest score ever, isn't it? It is. I can't give it a one because some of the songs are good. Some of the acting is pretty good. But yeah, it ties for Warriors of Virtue for me. Hmm. another film i would not make people watch unless we're doing a podcast i was gonna say that was
2: specific. i specifically chose it because it was so terrible and i wanted to make you watch it so that was again it's not a good movie and i wouldn't tell people to go out and watch it necessarily except that i did and (laughs) i think more more i would tell people to watch it kind of as a joke just so they could experience the terribleness, and I don't, share it with I don't me.
0: think it gets to the level of a so bad. It's good. No, if you're
1: in a group with snacks
0: Yeah, and can
1: talk through the boring parts then fine
0: So yeah, if you get together with a group of people and you ignore most of the film, it's fine <laughs> <laughs> Or sit around and make fun of most of the film sure uh, But yeah, that's where I'm gonna land which brings our average, sorry Sarah, but we am not counting yours, uh, <laughs> to a, to a three. three, which I think is accurate.
1: I don't know how you'd count mine.
0: Yeah, it has I mean, its own maybe scale. I'll put the average as a three plus four I to, uh, to attract people to
1: listen to I just to it. like
2: that she gave the acting a ten and she hasn't even seen it. I think she no, gave the talent, the talent, I gave the, the talent, talent they pulled from. 10.
1: I gave that base, like, they had the an amount, amazing The cast. amount
2: of big names yes
1: yes i base it on their previous acting abilities not how they acted in this movie
0: that is gonna close out reviews sarah would you like to tell people where they can find us online should they choose to do so
1: uh you can oh that's a picture of a frog
0: (laughs) (laughs) you can find a picture of frogs online (laughs)
1: You can find us at retrograding.fireside.fm. And you can find us, sorry, oh. You can find Ooh. us at Facebook. Face.
0: face back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're getting into weird accents again. At Facebook, at Retrograding Podcast. And our music is done by Dominic Barnes.
0: Who continues to be great. All right, and this is going to bring us to our final segment, which is, guys, I learned something today. It's a moral I picked up. Mostly from the Lewis Carroll work though the character who says this line in the book is featured in this and She tells Alice uh, This is from the Duchess after she gets released from jail that everything must have a moral Uh, and She says to Alice be what you would seem to be or put more simply and the simply version is what? I'm going to give our audience to mull over in the coming month. So it is guys I learned something today never imagine yourself not to be otherwise than what it might appear to others that what you were or might have been was not otherwise than what you had been would have appeared to them to be otherwise (laughs) so yeah go ahead and parse and mull over that sentence in the coming month we will catch you guys next time some oysters that and they now that i have putties on the brain they reminded me of putties more than anything (laughs) else yeah
1: i can't i can't even come up with any on the fly because my brain's too broken but i just sent oh no
2: which part are you
1: at legs (laughs) i don't like any
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was the point
0: <laughs> I, I would love to do something more exciting than I'm doing now for work power systems are boring
1: I don't even know what that means yeah um, what,
0: work? work is something you go to uh, and then they give you money for being there a certain amount of time
1: you know I have a job now right
0: I do I'm um, aware